0: hey folks welcome back to the podcast this is the Finch show and i am james finch where we are talking cosplay 3d printing and all things nerdy and rad i've rounded the bases on the iron idiots have frankly built on had kiera on had CTK creations on and this time emily the engineer is on she needs absolutely no introduction but if for some reason you don't know who she is, go over to Instagram, look up Emily the engineer. It's a fun page. You, you'll just come along for the ride with us. but I'm going to stop talking without further ado. here is Emily Hi. recording in progress so, so <laughs> that means that means we're a go. Um, so Emily, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's a great great honor, pleasure all that stuff to have you here. Um, If we wanted to start right off the bat, wanted to just like dive right in, is that like I'm sitting here and talking to 2022 Emily and, you know, all these cool things that you've built, some of which are behind you, um, this big following on social media. But if we were to take the time stone and rewind everything back, do you remember a point in time where you feel like all this kind of started for you?
1: Yeah, as far, my goodness, as far as the social media side of things, that was the last thing I would have expected to come out of all this. But uh, as far as the building side of things, I made a foam Iron Man suit when I was like 14. Didn't really get into it again until college because I saw a bunch of 3D printers. I was like, hmm, think I can make one even cooler with those. Let me try it. Um, and then started printing. I think it was my junior year in college. Uh, bought a printer uh, made the the red suit and was like you know what like I saw so many other people on social media after all the years of building I guess that I did because I enjoyed doing it I never made like a social media account like I had done it for like I was interested in this stuff for like eight years or something it was like okay yeah I guess, I guess I'll make a social media now like I'll <laughs> all the way after all that time and um just to hold myself accountable and like uh, i'll that way i'll actually finish i'll finish the project i'll just you know made it with no particular idea at all um but then you know i got to meet so many other people that did the same thing It was super cool the all the other iron idiots um who are all like my best friends now um and yeah just from there posting on tiktok again just for fun and then that turned out really well it was a lot of blessings after blessings after and you're just kind of like i was just doing this for fun dude like (laughs) i don't know where all this came from but uh i'm thankful for it
0: well that's why it's great because it's genuine you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's why that's why people enjoy it so much because it's not like somebody, you know, attempting to do all these crazy things just for the sake of getting followers. It's somebody just like genuinely enjoying what they do. And, and I think that's a really, really cool thing. Um, I have it on good authority that going by the name Emily the Engineer, that the engineer part of that is not a moniker, that there's actually like a reason behind that title. Is that right?
1: <laughs> I, uh, I went and got my bachelor's in mechanical engineering um so I am a a I have a degree I guess. Um it's funny though cuz after I graduated like the day of my graduation was when my stuff blew up and went viral. I had already had a couple I think maybe 600,000 on TikTok or so but the biggest video I've ever had blew up on the day of my graduation. And then from then on out I just I just started doing this. And so I was like, well <laughs> I've worked as like an engineer, as an intern and in a co-op, and so I've I have engineering experience. But I guess I've never worked as like a a full time engineer. But I have a degree, so. <laughs> it was
0: she, funny. she, ladies and gentlemen, she says that she's never worked as an engineer, as she legitimately sits there with two Iron Man suits behind no. <laughs> her. Like, <laughs> I think that's th- those look pretty engineered to me, man. <laughs> <I'm> like,
1: <laughs> man, they're they're kind of falling apart, dude. They're, uh, I, I I pick on them now. They're my, you know, every time I build a new one, the old ones, I'm like, oh, you pieces of trash, you know, I'll like <laughs> shove them over to the side and stuff like that.
0: You've been replaced yeah. by a younger model. I'm sorry. Yes. What, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, what made you originally want to do uh, an Iron Man suit, even the even the original foam one?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was funny because my dad, forced me to go see the original Avengers movie with him like forced me to go see it him and my brother were all into it and I could not care any less and I was just like I don't want to go and I saw that movie and I was like (laughs) my mind just imploded on itself and so from that point in 2012 I was I was hooked and so uh I I was like I saw people online like Making these Iron Man suits, I'm like, yo, that's so cool. And I, I liked working with my hands and stuff, and so I, I just started like, I looked up how to do it with the foam and stuff like that. That entire summer, it was like raining every day in South Carolina, and so I was like, uh, might as well just have some hobby to do inside. I don't know, and uh, yeah, that that's how I kind of got into it, and. Honestly, I never really like, this is funny. People don't expect that. Like I never intended for it to be like a cosplay kind of thing. Like I just like putting stuff together. So like the only cosplay I've ever built has been Iron Man. I like building all the other props and stuff like that. But then people are like, oh, you're a cosplayer. I'm like, I guess I, I wear <laughs> that, I guess. I just like I just like putting stuff together, but it, it worked out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think if uh, if you wear a... Uh... Uh, a full-size iron man armor that you've made to a con that makes you a cosplayer i like, think so <laughs> yeah like it's
1: like i just never thought about it that way i was like yeah i guess i am i don't know <laughs> just this one thing but sure
0: were you uh, were you in a nerdy stuff prior to going to see the first avengers
1: um honestly i don't even know what i was into how old was i 13 14 probably playing minecraft i don't know what i was doing <laughs> uh so that was probably the first like first point where i was like like i know i was probably into like the power rangers and all this stuff like that was definitely the first like comic yo this is really cool kind of thing for mm-hmm.
0: me and but, the event the avengers did it what the, 2012 it. that came out yeah wow it's already been 20 years
1: 20. Oh, 10. Wait. No, right. 10. 10. Yeah. 10. See, this oh, is what ha- sca- I was like, yeah. wait, i yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: This this is what happens when you when you get old. You know, it's like, you know, sometimes it's like I'll talk to people and they'll be like so excited. They're like, man, I remember going to see the first Iron Man movie in theaters, and I was, you know, seven years old, and my dad took me, and I'm like, Oh, I was already like 28. Uh, came out. Is it? Oh, that's that's so yeah. The fact that I just messed up on the decades, you could have told me it was 30 years ago, and I'd be like, oh, wow, really? Okay. That's crazy. Cool. The um, so the, the engineering degree, um, that you went for, did that sort of evolve for you from like you said, liking to put stuff together?
1: I'd say so. I had uh, my dad was always willing to show me how to like use tools and do stuff like that and they um and then I also in high school it was funny I I didn't really know what I wanted to do I was kind of like I was just floating back and forth between a lot of things I had a physics teacher who was like you should be an engineer and he like got me signed up for these like uh different events and stuff like that and um projects where i could put stuff together and so he he definitely um encouraged it and pushed it uh for me and i mean i enjoyed it and i was like okay i guess i enjoy it i guess he's right maybe i should try this (laughs) and so um between between um him and my dad they were definitely you know they kind of helped me figure out kind of what i wanted to do Um, yeah
0: yeah (laughs) So going into when you went into the college, um, was it like you say, you want to go for an engineering degree? Did you have like plans like what it is you would want to work on after college or what kind of area you wanted to be into?
1: When I first went in, honestly, I was probably thinking like of just big name brands like uh, I know aerospace stuff interested me and so I was like, oh, Boeing would be cool, stuff like that you know, um, but then the further I got into it, I did a manufacturing co-op at a company that makes like car parts and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed it. And I like, um, I liked troubleshooting that. I liked being able to like figure out stuff myself. They were very big on that. I'd ask my mentor, I was like, how should I do this? He's like, figure it out. And I'm like, at first I was like, and then i was like okay he's right you know i gotta figure you know i'm not gonna be able to do this later in life if i don't figure it out now um but yeah after i went through that manufacturing co-op i was like actually this is kind of cool i was hoping to go into something like that um and then obviously COVID hit at just the perfect time and so plans got all switched up but um yeah
0: yeah so uh clemson right how'd that happen was there that was your backup school I'm taking it right
1: no no no. you want to know something that's like I tell people this but I tell people don't don't do what I did don't don't big big no small brain move on my part I only applied to Clemson I was because I I my family grew up going to Clemson um I grew up a big Clemson fan my dad went like our entire family they were like super big on Clemson and I wanted at that point when I was like yeah I want to do engineering it's like duh Clemson I want to go to Clemson (laughs) and so like and then I started to apply to some like backups like some more local schools as like a backup and stuff like that and I just got through it I'm like even if I got accepted like would I even want to go to one of these like I'm going to pay the application fee and I know I don't want to go but you I tell people now that was stupid. I should have applied to a backup school, but it was uh, by God's grace that I got accepted <laughs> into the one I applied to. Um, but yeah, the plan was, I think I had maybe a couple of years where I was like, Oh, what if I try to go to MIT? Or are like, you know, like I had a couple of years where I was like, Hmm. And then towards the end, I was like, I, I want to go to Clemson. So um, but yeah. In, Clem- I,
0: in Clemson it is. yeah the um (laughs) I and I this is the first time um and this podcast this this podcast as long as I've been doing it I have become known um for wearing the backwards cubs hat for this one (laughs) I had to wear my noted aim hat just I know I just I know (laughs) (laughs) so for those of you who are a sports fan the ACC is representing right now so we are we are here the um that, you know, all joking aside though, Clemson's a really great school. I mean, it is a, it is a yeah. fantastic college. Um, I have never been to campus there, uh, but mm-hmm. from the stuff that I've, you know, just seen like, you know, whatever they have like the games and they have to like do the aerial shots of the campus, it looks like an absolutely beautiful school.
1: It's, we love it. And we're like, kind of reluctant. My, my husband wants to go to grad school and he's debating whether or not he wants to go to Clemson or um or go to a, another grad school elsewhere and like cuz we're still like in the general area kind of thing and it's like dude, it's kind of hard to leave it's mm-hmm. it's like it's so it's pretty um summers in clemson when the students are gone too are somehow like just they hit just right you know <laughs> they're so they're really nice so we're like taking walks everywhere and we're like oh we don't know if we want to leave <laughs> it's kind
0: of <laughs> nice <laughs> i've um how how are what's the like weather like there in the summer because i remember i passed through oh years ago i drove from boston to i believe all the way down to orlando And it was, it was like in July. And I remember like everywhere from like Virginia all the way down. I remember just how ungodly hot and humid it was, which isn't that much different here in the Midwest, except for the fact that I think we have it fewer months out of the year, but is that typically what it's like there? Yeah.
1: Humidity is definitely a thing it's all my friends that have come from like the west coast over here like i'm i'm swimming why am i swimming this is (laughs) so like i've grown up in that weather though so i'm kind of used to it but uh it helps like with the lake being nearby we get like a good bit of like wind and breeze if you're like hanging out by the lake and so generally if you're over there it feels pretty nice um but yeah it it is definitely it is definitely toasty. It can
0: definitely yeah. get toasty for sure. That's, uh, that's something you always have to prepare yourself for. I have the same thing where I have friends from like the West, especially the like Southern California who come visit where they have like zero humidity and they'll come here yeah. in like July and August. And it's like, you shower, put on clothes, step outside and 30 seconds later, there's sweat running down your face. Mm-hmm. Like, when that, when it hits that level of humidity, I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, um, so the, uh, the Iron Man armors, which I love. And i I'm like, I'm like, sort of like in awe because of the fact that I have done nothing close to that. And every time I see anybody's suits, like especially yours or Frank's or, you know, Kiera's, I'm just like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> so I guess to begin that story, we have to begin, like we talked about the foam, but you said it was in college that you got into 3D printing?
1: Yeah, it was probably my junior year. I bought my first printer. Our school had a makerspace, So Clemson has their, their makerspace where you can go and print whatever you want for free. Most people, obviously, if they're using it for like class purposes, you kind of, kind of let them do what they got to do. But like, if there's a free printer and no one's using it, people are just printing whatever, you know what I mean? And uh, cause they would just let you use whatever for free. And um, so I think I remember I printed like a glove or something like that. And I was like, cool it's kind of cool. And then I printed a helmet and I was like, this is kind of cool. And I was like, I got to give you one of these. And yeah. I did. And then
0: I guess all are. of that ensued. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> what, uh, what was your first printer?
1: Uh, CR10. Oh,
0: okay. The
1: stock CR10, which I j- after having it for like three and a half years, I just now replaced the extruder. Oh. I've had the stock extruder on it for like, that long but it's he's been going his name is roger he's been chugging along all these years
0: <laughs> that's that's hilarious that you said that because one of the questions i've asked people on this podcast is do you name your printers and i've gotten everything <laughs> from like yeah i do to like people give the weird looks like no it's a machine and i'm like you don't name it it doesn't love you yeah 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 so why is it named what you say roger
1: Roger, I don't know. I really don't know. (laughs) I just I I uh I've only named like the first two I've had, and then after like companies started sending me more, I was like, I don't remember
0: all of them. (laughs) So there's like two
1: of them that have names. That's about it.
0: Oh, okay. I'm um I don't know about you, I'm a big fan of the office.
1: Yeah, oh I like the office, yeah. The
0: the three that I've got running um right now all have names and it worked because of my sister. Uh, for my birthday a couple of years ago, gave me this like stack of like the office stickers of like different oh, yeah. sayings and characters. So my Soval 01 is Pam because it's reliable. It just does what it's <laughs> supposed to do. Uh, my Soval 03 is Dwight. It's a little bit more particular and it can get <laughs> finicky about stuff. And then my CR 10 max is Jim because it's big tuna. Like that. Just that's
1: funny. <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> and uh I, yeah the first time my wife still laughs every time I mentioned because the first time I told her that's what it was called I just happened to tell her that like right when she was taking a sip of coffee you know and she like <laughs> 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 and then she's good. Been, and now she's been mad at me and now she laughs every single time I say that but she still says she's mad at me but I don't believe it's true that's <clears throat> how many uh how many printers you got running right now
1: um like running or just do I just how many in, do I have yeah uh I think I've got 11 or 12 um I've given some away actually to like my high school back home. Like I, I gave them some cause I was running out of space cause I, I, I don't have a garage. I'm just kind of in a apartment townhouse kind of deal. And um, so I've got like just one like small bedroom dedicated to like the printers. And I was like, there's no room somebody take them and so i gave them to the school because they seemed pretty hyped about it they didn't have anything and uh but yeah they're
0: <laughs>
1: i would i would i would love to have more but it's like at this point it's kind of like it's not i don't think i physically can
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> space is space does become an issue with those really quick um, Yeah. I got fortunate. The house that my wife and I bought, yeah, God, I think like ten years ago or something like that. Uh, the guy who originally built this house in the fifties did woodworking as a hobby, and he built this really elaborate wood workshop in the basement that's got like dozens of drawers, like dozens of power outlets everywhere, a solid wood workbench that's I want to say is like fourteen feet long. And you know oh, so nice. I know. And <laughs> it's funny because the whole time we've lived here, we just use it for storage. Like I keep my toolbox and stuff down there. But mm-hmm. it was a little over a year ago when I started getting into 3D printing. I was like, you know, I went from having one printer upstairs in the living room to two. And then once I got the third one, my wife's like, <laughs> Really? <laughs> you <know? laughs>
1: we, gotta, we gotta put these somewhere.
0: Right. So cleared out that whole area. And now I've just got like five printers down there all together. And uh, yeah, I don't know if that guy, you know, if you were to go back in time and tell him, be like, yeah, the guy who's going to own this house is going to use this as a 3D printing workshop. He'd be like, what witchcraft is this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the bizarre things about 3D printing is that um, for folks who've listened to this podcast, know um, being 42 years old, I graduated from high school in 1998. In 1998, 3D printing was science fiction. Like it wasn't an actual, yeah. T- I think the military used it, and it was mostly theoretical. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I like get into 3D printing and I start talking to other people I know, you know, people are like in their like 20s or something. They're like, "Oh yeah, I had a class on that in high school." I'm like, what? "Yeah, what? Yeah, that seems and yeah, I guess yeah, that actually does make sense that they would have that." Um, but that's that just showing kind of like the level of popularity and how much it's grown um, mm-hmm. since it first came to be. Do you remember a point in time where, like, 3D printing went from something that you thought was cool looking to taking over your life?
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the past three years or so. But yeah, no, it man, because I remember thinking, I remember seeing actually when I was looking to build. I think it was like another foam Iron Man suit because like. I wanted to do it again. I just wanted to put something together again. And that was like the cool thing to do. You know, It like you end up with something cool if you did it. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So I was like, man, some of these people, they're 3D printing these. There's no way I can afford one of those though. Like, I remember like the point where it was like, they were thousands of dollars, um, say like, even the point where in our makerspace, all they had like a bunch of like Lulz bots And those are like pretty pricey. And of course I'm not looking at any like brands like Creality or anything or so, you know, like I'm, I'm looking up how much is a Lulz bot? And I'm like, no, I can't pay that. But um, yeah, I think after that point where I got used to printing in that maker space and I found like brands like Creality that were a lot more expensive or a lot less expensive, I was like, I can do this now like that that was I'm glad they became user or very affordable because at that point I was really wanting one but was not about to drop like two thousand dollars on one
0: (laughs) yeah they are they definitely changed and I mean that's that's good. Like, I remember, I think randomly, maybe in like 2010, 2011, I remember looking, I wonder, you know, how much a, one of those 3D printers even costs. And it was one of those things where you typed it into Google and immediately shut your phone off. You're like, nope. Yep. Nope. Once you saw the amount, you're like, nope, nope, nope. And then it was like, yeah, just a couple of years ago, I realized like, there's like a whole market for these things now that are affordable and desktop mm-hmm. and you know obviously that contributes to I think like we're we're going through like a renaissance of cosplay I feel right now because you know because yeah. of the affordability of 3D printers and the amount of people are getting into them the stuff that I'd like there's not not a day I don't know if you feel this way there's like not a day that goes by on Instagram where I'm not blown away by something I see.
1: Yeah. Oh no people are like it's wild number one at the rate people are picking it up. Mm. Like cause I, I remember like like if you look close to that red suit, it. The sanding, I did not sand that thing well. Like, I was like, oh, sure, good enough. Here's some paint, Mm -hmm. you know? But, like, you look at some of these people, and it's like, oh, this is my first suit. And you're like,
0: where are the layer lines?
1: Where are the seams where you put, you glued the plastic or melted the plastic together? Like, it's, there's so much information now that people have figured out, and they put on the internet that it's, you know, and thankfully, it's all really accessible, so that people are able to you know pick it up pretty quick it's really impressive i've seen people's first builds come out 10 times better than anything like i've made i'm like what am i doing wrong man (laughs) you know
0: yeah yeah it's um at times it's it's inspiring and deflating at the same time there there are times where like i'll be working on like man that looks really good okay i'm gonna take a quick break here and then i turn on instagram (laughs) and i'm like I got up my game like just right there. Yeah. Like I thought I looked pretty good 30 seconds ago, but uh, yeah, some of the people you're right. Like I am just, I, I, I can't, even, I can't even sometimes I'm just like, and uh, some of the modelers like Walsh out there, who's oh just gosh. like cranking out beautiful stuff, modeling all the time. And, yeah, and it, yeah, I think I said this in the last podcast or other, I don't remember, but anyway, I'm like, that guy needs to slow down. Cause every time he like pumps he, something awesome, I'm like, I got to print that thing. And then before I can it. even get to it, I, apparently.
1: Oh, <laughs> like, I mean, I was talking to him last night. He's just talking about like, he loves, I mean, that's, that's what he like. He thrives off of it, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's all into it and it's so great we've built like a little you know community of like of people that you know follow walsh's work. people that follow me like and it's kind of like if walsh makes something cool he's like hey you like this i'm like it's pretty cool and like you know we'll help each other out and he's he he's genuinely one of the coolest people in the uh Modeling community building community he's uh he's done it so quick too he's wild <laughs> like he picked up Blender what a year ago and yeah. now he's like he's wild
0: yeah he posted that on Instagram this morning yeah I just started this a year ago and I'm like it, 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 like as good as stuff as he's putting out I'm like you tell me you weren't working on that in the womb like you weren't already like figuring it's, out how to model these things because man.
1: I've been in like in a bind at some point I, and I've been like, Hey Walsh, like how long would it take you to model this? And he's like two seconds. And it's like, <laughs> uh, it's wild. He's yeah.
0: crazy. He's a, uh, he's on my list of people to get to, to get on this show. You should For you sure. Should. He's for sure. Um, like I said, yeah, the amount of times I, I get so frustrated because like I said, he makes something and I'm like, that's awesome. And I'll download the file and I'll start to print it. And then the next day he's like, oh yeah. And then there's this. And you're like,
1: (laughs) version two. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) like, man, like yeah. <clears throat> put down the Adderall and chill, man. You're like, uh, but it is awesome. The stuff and, and not just him, I mean, there's a ton of modelers who turn out, you know, some really great stuff. Um, yeah. I keep saying this over and over on the podcast, but I feel like they're the unspoken heroes who are like the backbone of the 3d printing industry that don't get enough credit. You know, they're yeah. like, the really, really, really good linemen on a football team where nothing happens without them and yet people don't even know their names half the time and that's that's too bad Mm -hmm. yeah Um,
1: because i mean we've seen like bigger companies like doing what they're doing like they'll like they started with the inner details and stuff on the inside of Iron Man helmets, and all of a sudden, you see every other modeling company putting inner details on their Iron Man helmets. You are like, hmm, I wonder, wonder why they thought of that.
0: Yeah, gotta stay competitive, right? Yeah. You know, it's the the old thing about the tech industry is like it doesn't matter how big a company you are, you can be put out of business tomorrow by a guy in his basement or yeah. girl. You know, I am not trying to be sexist, but uh, yeah, for sure. The um, so when you first uh, decided to start uh, doing the Iron Man suit, and it like came to time to like run all the wiring and all that kind of stuff did you uh, was that something that you kind of brought your background into or is there like a learning curve for that as well I'd
1: say there was definitely a learning curve like the first time the first time you do it honestly every time you do it I'm not gonna lie I mean like because every time if it's different you know it's gonna be hard but the first time I did it I remember definitely spending longer trying to get the helmet right As far as motorizing and stuff like that goes, uh, as far as like we had a freshman year, we had these things called soldering nights. We uh, lived in a a science, like a science and engineering residence hall. And so they would have like little Arduino projects for you to go work on and solder and stuff like that. And so I was confident in my ability to like solder things together, stuff like that. And I, I mean, I found basically beginner code on the internet and just kind of edited it right um so I was I was able to get by but it was definitely definitely difficult the first time you do it because you're like sure this goes with this this goes with that I took maybe one electrical course being a mechanical and I'm not gonna lie I don't know how much I learned in it (laughs) so um but yeah, after you do it the first time, uh, the second time I was like, okay, this is easier. And now with things like CrashWorks, who have like basically standardized motorizing an Iron Man helmet and different things like that, like they've got these cool boards where you can you basically don't have to have any programming experience whatsoever. Um, and so on my last Heartbreaker suit, uh, they were super cool, helped me out just kind of with the different um, with the motorization on the helmet and the shoulder flaps and the lights on the back and they kind of they helped me out with the programming on that side because I was like this one this one's a little outside of my uh expertise here and uh but yeah definitely takes some learning to get into but people like them have made it pretty accessible Mm -hmm. for people just getting into it for sure
0: that is a heck of a sign of just like You know, and I struggle with it all the time. Like, do we call it a community? I mean, we really wouldn't call it an industry. It feels kind of, I don't know, a hobby. I don't know. I've never quite been able to come up with the right definition for because I feel like hobby or um, you know almost feels diminutive. But it's it's kind of an industry, but it's not like people are industrializing. So I don't know. But anyway, it's a great group of people, and it's definitely a sign of like how huge it's become that you've got. You know, people who can make a living making programming and boards, you know, for people yeah. to automate their Iron Man suits and stuff. So that that's really fantastic. Um, I had heard Danny had said that it was when you were working on your first one was when you kind of reached out to him and you guys first met.
1: Yeah, I can't. Oh gosh, was that the <laughs> end of the first? Well, me and him have known each other for so long now. It's so funny how like you meet these people on Instagram and then like a year later, like. You're all like actually best friends in real life. Like, I'd say, like, most of what we talk about now, definitely most of what we talk about is not about building stuff. Like, we'll obviously, we obviously still talk about it because, like, that's what kind of brought us together and stuff. But, like, now we're at, we're all at the point where, like, want to play Minecraft later? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> and so I think I've, we started talking and hanging out. Like, we made, I think, our Discord, our Iron Iron Legion Discord. Um, I think we all started maybe towards the beginning of when I was making the blue one, I think. um, I think I had just finished making the red one and was gonna start the blue one. Um, But yeah, it's been so wild. Just (laughs) like, and also like being friends while we've each like grown too, that's been crazy. Cause all of us, when we became friends and just started hanging out like none of we weren't none of us had like followers or anything you know I think I had 800 followers on Instagram like no one had blown up no one had done it like we just all were like genuinely like really good friends and would play games and hang out and stuff like that and so we've gotten to see each person like have a video blow up or succeed in this way or things like that um, so it's been it's been super cool.
0: Well, that's how you know. Like I, you know, said earlier, it's kind of like how you know it's genuine, you know, yeah. because of the fact you became friends, not because oh hey you you've got you know 150 thousand followers. Um, you want to be yeah. my friend? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a microphone that has just now all of a sudden decided that it wants to detach itself. So oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that is. I think I've had it on here for too long without tightening it. Is the problem? The um, so that's really awesome. The uh, what uh, what made you decide to go with the blue suit? I mean, I, I think it looks amazing. Oh, but what you. was the um, what was the idea behind that?
1: Honestly, I had made the red one, and I was like, I kind of want to make like a custom one. And I, ever, it's so funny because everyone's like, "Oh, it's Rescue." You made Rescue, and I was like, honestly, it's just a Mark Seven. I just painted it blue because I like the color blue. It like it's just kind of one of those because I could things right. and um everyone's always like what why would you i'm like i just, just kind of wanted to i don't really have a good explanation for it although i just like the color blue <laughs> the mark 7s probably my favorite armor um, i think i might actually redo it soon um because again when i when i did that one I feel like now looking back on it, I'm like, I can do a lot better. So I might actually re redo it and go Mm. back and revisit it. We'll see.
0: I like it. Well, I, and I love the heartbreaker one. Like that one is just so cool to me. Uh, Was there any particular reason that made you decide you wanted to do that suit?
1: That one, I, that was definitely my favorite one from Iron Man three. Yeah. I don't know. He just looks like a tank and I'm like, I like that it looks so cool the big arc reactor in the center and everything like that so it was definitely my favorite suit from that movie or from the entire like iron legion set of suits and stuff like that so i was like yeah we're gonna do this one <laughs> um and surprisingly it's my most mobile suit that i've had so far and it's supposed to be like the tankiest one mm-hmm. Uh
0: yeah. Is a lot of that just from uh learning <laughs> over the course of time of wearing them to different cons and you know beginning to make modifications to it based on movement and being able to get around?
1: I will there's a lot, there's a lot of that. Granted, I haven't been to many conventions. I really haven't, but uh just as far as like knowing, oh hey, like I even know like if I rebuild that one, I have like a whole list of like actually I want to do this, I want to do that one. Like you learn like Oh, because I hinged these two things together right at this point, I I can't move. Like I shouldn't do that again. <laughs> and like, and then uh, yeah, certain things like that, harnessing setups. Like you have like a harness with certain things attached. You learn. Oh, this works better if I attach it this way. Like I can move much better. Uh, yeah, it, a lot of it is like learning, which is why I feel like each suit got more mobile as I built it. Mm-hmm. Um for sure definitely a learning kind of thing
0: just like iron man's actual suits
1: they sure better yeah. progress as he yeah. learns.
0: like oh <laughs> yeah. yeah that lost me that last battle so i'm gonna change it for this one cool <laughs> the um well that's uh i i had so much fun um uh when you guys were all at WonderCon, like just as the days oh, yeah. went on following all you guys on instagram and getting to see all the insta stories and the pictures and, and it looked like an episode i think probably there were a lot of us who were like vicariously living. through. <laughs> oh my God. That is so awesome. What does a, uh, wasn't it an experience like that? Not just like going to a con as Iron Man, but with a group of iron men, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what's that like?
1: It was so fun. It was so fun. After that, everyone was saying like, it, do- it doesn't get too much better than that. Cause like we're all, uh, we're all exhausted together, right, people, kids are coming up, like, can I take a picture with you, and you're like, yes, yes, you can, like, (laughs) fighting through the pain, because it's, like, really cute kid, and you're like, yes, you can, and uh, taking pictures was fun, at some point, it's funny, a lot of the centers around, like, how each of us is in, like, (laughs) a slight amount of pain (laughs) but (laughs) after you went we all set records that day for how long we had worn our suits um i think me and kiera wore ours for five and danny and frank wore theirs for six hours and uh we were exhausted but at one point danny i don't know if danny like talked about this but his suit it was a statue that he turned into a wearable suit and so it weighs like 70 something pounds it's giant he's like wobbling everywhere it's just he he toughs it out so well (laughs) and but that morning he decided i'm gonna put a speaker in my suit and so he put like a speaker in his suit and By the time we're all like ready to go back to the hotel because we're exhausted, Danny goes, wait, and turns to my husband and is like, here, play music through this and hands hands him the phone and like starts playing party music, like, (laughs) and it brought us all back to life immediately. Like, that was just probably one of the most fun moments ever was all of us just dancing in Iron Man suits, like in pain, but having fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) is that the video that was on Instagram of you guys oh. dancing was that from that oh yeah yeah that was great yeah. it <laughs> was
1: <laughs> it was so much fun we were we all just like instantly forgot about the fact that we were exhausted we're like let's do
0: it again <laughs> 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 funny that is that is so cool it looked like it was such an amazing experience um what <clears throat> how many people usually attend the WonderCon?
1: I have no I I I'm not the person to ask okay. that I really don't know because I've only been to like four conventions or something like that. I haven't been to many. Mm-hmm. I've worn the suit to two of them, maybe three, three or four. Either way, I haven't been to too many of them. Um, But I don't know. There. I mean, there were a good many people there uh, mm. for sure, especially I think the first was it the first two days or the last two days i don't know but um
0: yeah it looked crazy it looked like it was just like a mob of people there
1: like oh
0: wow the um (laughs) so um other than um you said you wanted to revisit blue do you have any other big projects in mind going forward that you'd love to tackle someday
1: see that's hard because i like it's hard because i'm known for the iron man stuff but i I definitely want to like venture outside of it and maybe make because I just like building stuff not necessarily like it doesn't even have to be cosplay related like just like building something um so I've thought about I'll I'll give you I don't know if this is actually going to end up being a video but I think it would be really funny I want to try to do a video on a life-size benchy like I want to like 3d print a life-size benchy boat and try to like put it in the water and see if it floats and stuff like that see if i can climb it like i'm thinking like not i I know this is like not cosplay related at all but like i'm thinking kind of along the lines of like how far can i push 3d printing and you know see what kind of comes from that uh so i've got a couple like weird silly stupid projects like that in mind um And then as far as, like, some more of the cosplay stuff goes, uh, I don't know. I've got that suit on my mind right now. (laughs) And that's going to take a hot minute Mm -hmm. because Walsh and Vec3D, they're both, like, they're both modeling it. Um, And I think maybe Joe? I don't know. But they're all, like, modeling this new suit. And um, it's... All the things are doing on it, it's going to take me a hot minute to get through. So I'm trying not to like think of too many things ahead of that because I know if I, <laughs> it's like, okay, I can focus on one thing at a time. But... Yeah, it turns
0: into a squirrel situation, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: I don't need, I've done that to myself so many times.
0: <laughs> yeah. My wife is always teasing me about as I end up with like a shelf of like unfinished helmets. Cause I'll get one printed out, get it PLA welded and then I'll get primer on it. And then I'm like, Ooh, shiny object. I'm now I'm working on this. Yep. And I just get stuff that just collects in corners. And I'm like, eventually I'm like, okay, it's been six months that that's been sitting there with primer on it. Should I do something with it? I'd imagine <laughs> um, in terms of what you're saying in terms of stretching 3D, I'd imagine if the, the infill was high enough, you could probably, I don't know why you wouldn't be able to pull that off. It all come down to wall thickness, don't you think?
1: For the... For which? For what? For thing? the boat? For the boat? Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I have put like zero thought into this. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to print a boat. and I'm going to see if it floats. I don't know. Um, I've got a couple other random ideas too. Just like, you know, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the boat's going to float. I don't know if the boat's going to um, sink. I don't know if where I weld the pieces together, if that's going to hold, maybe I coat it with flex seal or something like the guy in the commercial.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But it works on a screen door. Why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I keep hoping one day that, um, the iron idiots are going to announce that you've decided to combine your efforts and build a Hulkbuster. I keep waiting.
1: That's the dream. dude. That would be,
0: (sighs) that would be, especially if it like you've built one big enough that it took all four of you to pilot at once. I mean, that'd be like a Voltron. situation like all coming together you know i think it's destiny i i ultimately think it is so um so outside of um 3d printing outside of all the stuff you do do you have any other hobbies things that you're into that people would go what really
1: oh gosh it's so hard because that's like become my life (laughs) for the past year um yeah i don't (laughs) <laughs> Lame, no more Hoppies besides 3D printing.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I- I'm married. And so me and my husband, we like hanging out with friends, whether it be going on hikes or um, yeah, playing board games, video games with other people and stuff like that together. Uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know. We're uh, big Clemson fans. Clemson games, pretty fun. Uh, Oh, well. All
0: right.
1: Maybe we're just, maybe we're just lame. Yeah. One hobby, just one hobby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just one hobby, which is like an awesome time consuming hobby. It is um, time consuming You know. Speaking of which, it cracks me up that I'm like, like I made a, you know, really wanted to wear the Notre Dame shirt for this podcast. And I do have your 3D printed dad shirt then oh, really? I, I wore Heck for another yeah. podcast I, I love that shirt so much like <laughs> i remember i bought it when it came in the mail i opened it up my wife looked at it and said if there was ever a more accurate shirt for you it's that one and i'm like yes yes it is so <laughs> so, so uh folks if you if you want one definitely go check it out because i think they're really cool i get uh, i get comments on it out in public So people will be like what, what, what was it i'm like oh it's like 3d printing they're like oh okay all right you know? <laughs> I I, I love that. I think it's really great especially like especially coming from somebody who doesn't have kids which I think it's just like (laughs) hella cool and we need to get oh yeah that reminds me we need to get Brittany one. Brittany wants to get a 3D printed dad one. I don't remember what color she wanted it in but she wants one really bad so I might have to place an order on her behalf to get one out to her because I think that would that would just be like boss if she was wearing that shirt. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. i i, I love i love it. i because that's what people were uh when i got married as so, you know as soon as you get married it doesn't matter how old you are like people are like so when are you having kids and right. i'm like excuse me <laughs> yeah i am i'm like 23 mm-hmm. i'm not planning on having a child anytime soon and so I always said, oh, my printers are my kids yeah, that's and right. uh, they make noise, right? They make a mess. You, it checks all the boxes. Might as well. Yeah. Just...
0: Makes you pull your hair out. Gives you gray. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, <laughs> I don't know why it is. I have three kids and then decided to get five printers on top of it. Like, you know, I, I'm going to look <laughs> like I'm 90 in about a year and a half. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as he goes by, um, on Instagram, Jonathan, the husband, um, nice what uh where'd you meet him
1: at clemson we met oh, okay. uh we met freshman year actually we had like some friends in common and then sophomore year started to hang out more with just each other and uh been together since i been, guess been yeah
0: together you just had a wedding anniversary recently didn't you
1: yeah in uh in march
0: oh okay yeah okay well congratulations oh, thank um, you <laughs> yeah the uh well, I um, here's something that I, I, I love to ask people who are, because uh, I think this is a, a really important part of it, is that as we talk about like 3D printing and that kind of stuff, we are dealing with a slew of people in a good way, I think, who are getting into this every day. There is more and more people who are getting into this. And I think it's great. I, I encourage it 100%. Um, but coming from yourself as somebody who's been in this for a while and it's clearly had success with it. What um, advice do you have for the newbies just picking it up?
1: Yeah. I would what I tell people is like don't be afraid when something breaks. <laughs> Get your hands dirty. Um cuz I know I'll, I know too many people who have like started 3D printing and they're like, "Oh, it just didn't work and so I never went back to it." And I'm like, "No, no, no. Like do like Look it up on the internet. Guaranteed someone else has had the same problem. It's fixable. I promise you. Like, you know, unless I don't know, something just imploded. I don't really know. But like it, it's don't don't be afraid when something goes wrong. Cause that doesn't mean you can't do it. It just, you know, it gives you an excuse to maybe open up the printer, check it out, learn more about it, and uh fix
0: it. So mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's 100% true. I, I try and tell people it is a, it is a humbling hobby mm-hmm. because like you, the amount of failures you have to go through, but from every single one of those failures, failures, you learn, you know, I was there, Right. I was there, uh, you know, at one point in time, like a year ago, I was just like, you know, I got a printer and I'm like, this thing is crap. Like it's, is it a, you know, is it a lemon that they send me a bad machine? You know, cause, uh, you know, I kind of assumed, you know, it's an appliance. You know, it's like a microwave. You get it out of the box, you plug it in, and it does its thing. Um, and if it wasn't for what I think had originally been the my introduction to the greater world at all has been Frank's videos. Like, mm-hmm. I just googled something, and one of Frank's YouTube videos came up, and then I just like went down the rabbit hole and like, oh, okay. And now that's one of the great things I've discovered, especially on social, especially like Instagram. Like, I can there are so many people. Like, you can just pose a question, and people are so nice so generous with their time and just saying oh it's probably this make sure you check this and then what one thing that made you feel like you were going to pull your hair out by the next day you've got it operating again and everything's great
1: yeah oh yeah i mean that and honestly that's how i got to know like some of my friends is like (laughs) you know asking danny because i know danny worked on a like he had like he taught classes he had a printer shop and all this stuff and i was like hey so uh what happens if it makes this sound and sends video of printer like dying and he's like oh yeah just do that you know so like I know people are more than happy to help um with stuff and there's all there's there's 99% of time there's always a solution Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's pretty feasible so yeah
0: agreed 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 well we are uh we are getting up against the clock here um, I cannot, um, thank you enough for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun. And, yeah, and thanks for I, having me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Especially because I had to like round the bases of the iron idiots. Now this was the, <laughs> this was the coming yes. home, you know, so I can now officially say not only if I had, um, all of you on and yeah, hopefully as time moves forward, I can, you know, have some of you guys on again, that would be really, really great. Yeah. part um for yourself i will once again uh wish you nothing but the best thank you so much and uh go irish
1: i agree with all that except for the last <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for having me on this yeah Fun yeah
0: trip. yeah definitely and uh yeah i'll uh, i'll uh, reach out to you again in the future
1: yeah awesome
0: all right thank you sounds
1: good hey thanks dude
0: Okay. So that was the episode of Emily, the engineer. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun talking to her. I want to thank each and every one of you out there for liking, subscribing, all those things that help this thing grow. Um, I'm going to get out of here before I do. I want to say, I love all you. Hope you take care of each other and we'll talk to you next time.